What's going on, lovely people? Welcome into the show. You're tuned in with Fred and Dre, and this is the Flea Flicker Show. Flea Flicker Nation, you're tuned in to another episode of the Flea Flicker Show. We are your hosts, Fred and Dre. We drop new episodes every Wednesday and Friday in the NFL season. Subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Follow on social media at Flea Flicker Show. Dre. Tell them what we got going on. Yeah, so this is a fun episode today. Uh, we're going to go over, first of all, the coaching hot seats. You know, the Raiders coach got fired last week. And, uh, you know, we thought, why not just go through, it's halfway through the season, go through what, what we think, you know, some of these teams are going to look like after the season. So, uh, yeah, I got a couple teams that will be firing coaches and some that might not be. So that'll be fun. And then, of course, we got our um, not preview Recap. What's it called? Review. There we go. <laughs> recap. Yeah. We got the recap of every game that happened this week. We're going to go over each game, give it a couple minutes each, probably, um, you know, some longer than others that might have been more interesting. And then we'll uh, finish it off with maybe a tiny little banter. Yeah. So I'm excited about that coaching hot seat there for you. We already lost McDaniels. Uh, and that team looked inspired after he was gone. They looked like they were playing, playing with their hearts out and uh they clearly hated mcdaniels but uh i got a few that i <laughs> want to see gone um even if it's just for fantasy implications but let me know what what you got going on what your takes are here I, i'm interested to see what you got yeah man listen every year at least five coaches i think are fired so uh i got five that i'm gonna fire right now we already got one like you said josh mcdaniels he gone another one i think is pretty obvious the commanders. I think Ron Rivera is a goner after the season. And uh, I don't think there's too much he can do at this point to even save his job unless they somehow sneak into the playoffs. I think he's gone. I agree with that. Another one I have is the Bears. I think Matt Eberflus is, you know, the Bears and Justin Fields have just not worked out with Eberflus so far. I know he's he's only in like his second year, but I don't think I don't think they're going to give him a third at this point. I think he's a goner after this year as well. For sure. I mean, that the the Bears have a lot of talent there. They should be able to to field a better product than they have on the field. Um, I mean, the receivers that they have, the running backs that they have, Fields is an electric QB option, and the offense just looks – I mean, outside of a couple weeks there during the season, um, the offense is really uninspiring. Uh, maybe maybe the coach – maybe the GM thinks that those couple weeks where uh, Fields and, and Moore were the highlight of football, uh, maybe they think that's going to be what – the offense can amount to on a regular basis, but uh, I don't. Yeah, I, I think, think he's they got lucky. Um, mm-hmm. Another one, this one might surprise you and maybe some other people a little bit, but this one really depends on if they make the playoffs. But as we'll go over my playoff predictions later, this is kind of going to spoil a little bit, but I have the Chargers actually in here. I think Brandon Staley is going to get canned at the end of this year because they've been just disappointing with Justin Herbert and that offense. Yeah, I think it really depends on how the year goes. Uh, how the remainder yeah. of the year shakes out. But, uh, I mean, they do have injuries. Mike Williams is injured. Eckler missed the first part of the season. So, um, there is those are two huge pieces there for their offense. But outside of Keenan Allen, there's not really much going on there. Uh, so, it will really be a tale of the rest of the season. And, and he's playing for his job. He's he's coaching for his job. And if they can squeak in and make, make, some, make some noise, he can be safe, get another year. But... Uh, I agree that he's probably on the hot seat. There's some expectations there, and they're not living up to him. Yeah. And uh, this last team, the fifth team that I think is going to fire, 
their coach. This one actually is more of a forced retire. I think I think we're seeing the end of an era. I think Bill Belichick for the Patriots, I think he's going to be forced into retirement after this year. I think uh, the owner has had enough with another losing season. Yeah, that's actually a point that I had during the my segment for the the Patriots game this week. And uh, it's just uninspiring. Like the offense is uninspiring. The team doesn't appear to be playing inspired at all. Like they, they just aren't exciting. Uh, I mean, I know you're a little bit spoiled. Everyone's a little bit spoiled with how they used to be with, with Brady, with Gronk, Edelman, everyone there. But uh, I think, I think Bill might just be a little bit stale, a little bit dated. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think he is. And then, I do have five more teams that or five more coaches rather that are on the hot seat in my opinion, but these are ones that I think are going to stick around. We're going to start off with the Cowboys. Uh, Jerry Jones isn't getting any, any younger. And if the Cowboys don't win a playoff game, I know they're still winning games and they're looking good, but if they don't win a playoff game, I could easily see them firing the, uh, the head coach there and getting rid of Dak. I mean, cause they did trade for Trey Lance. Yeah. So you could see a, a new era entirely new coach, new New QB. Yeah. Even though Dak sure. did look very uh, good this past week against the Eagles. That he did. That he did. The past couple of weeks, he's looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, another two teams that are I think are on the same like wavelength with what they're doing right now. The uh the Buccaneers and the Saints. I think if either of those teams don't make the playoffs, they could be firing uh the Saints with Dennis Allen and the Bucks with Todd Bowles. I think either of them could go if they don't make the playoffs. I think especially the Saints. Um, I mean the 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 Bucks came in kind of with what is our identity here? Um, mm. You have Baker Mayfield, at quarterback. He is playing better than a lot of people thought he would, better than I thought he would, certainly. And, um, but you got to think, if they had a true franchise QB there, would it be a little bit different? I don't know. Uh, but the receivers are getting older. Uh, it, it's kind of hard to build uh, with a young QB with aging receivers. Um, in terms of the Saints, they should be a lot better than they are. They're, they have a lot of talent on offense. Derek Carr is a good QB. Uh, that The fact that they aren't winning as many games as they should and really a pretty bad division uh, kind of speaks to their coaching a lot. Yeah. And then uh, these last two teams I actually originally had on my getting fired list, but I did a little bit of research, and based on what I saw, apparently the owner's – like these coaches so they might get another shot even if these teams don't finish out the year well i have the browns with stefanski i think if the browns do totally terrible he could still get fired but i guess it's looking like they're probably going to keep him either way and then i also have the falcons who i was like a hundred percent certain i was going to fire arthur smith but i did a little research and apparently arthur blank the the owner there likes arthur smith and he might be getting another year, even if they finish horribly. I hope they fire him uh, because I have Bijan <laughs> Johnson in, at many places and free Bijan. Because uh, why did they even free draft? Him? Why did they draft Bijan Robinson if they're going to give him seven to eleven carries per game? He's one of the best running back talents to come out in decades, and you're not even using. Yeah, yeah, it's um, weird. They're using uh, Algier a lot. Yeah, he out carried Bijan the other day, and it's like how. That should not happen. But I mean, I think I uh, got to wonder if uh, maybe there's some maybe there's some uh, little back table donations being sent in there from Art Smith's father. So, I mean, he was the founder of, uh, of FedEx. He's a billionaire giving some money to the cause so that his son keeps his job. <laughs> hey, who knows? Who I, knows? I, I 
I wouldn't put it by Arthur Blanket and bought off by the FedEx guru. Maybe he just likes him because he has he has the same first name, Arthur and Arthur. So uh, <laughs> there's got to be something there other than what he's seeing on the field because that's been absolute shit. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so a recap of who I am firing. The Raiders, Josh McDaniels, already fired. Commanders, Ron Rivera, Canem, Bears, Matt Eberflus, getting fired. Chargers, Brandon Staley, see ya. Patriots, Bill Belichick, retirement. So that's five. And actually, real quick, I'm going to give you their five coaches that they're going to hire too. Real quick, real quick. I know this is crazy. This is crazy, but Washington should Raiders, be. Raiders, they should be, but I agree. I agree. I think, I mean, maybe he'll get a shot at an interim head coach. I Maybe that'll happen this year. That'd be cool. But uh, no, since you mentioned the commanders, I think, you know, with the Walmart uh, owner uh, coming in, he's going to want to make a big splash, I think. And my big splash, this depends a lot on what happens in his uh, legally sense. Um, but I have the commanders making a big splash and picking up Jim Harbaugh from Michigan. I, I That's what I see happening. Big splash. Okay, okay. I, I was like, I love this. And then I, and then my team would have to face Jim Harbaugh's commanders every week or every two times a year. Yeah, um, mine as well. The Bears fire Ibuflus. I think they're going to want an offensive coach this time to help out Justin Fields. I have him grabbing Frank Smith, offensive coordinator from the Dolphins. I think that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I'm just going to go over these real quick, and then you can talk about it if you want to after. Um, Patriots, Bill Belichick, he he retires. I think they'll stay in-house because that's who they've been, and I think they'll hire Gerard Mayo, the D coordinator there right now. I guess he's not really a D coordinator. He's more like their linebacker coach, but he's, he's basically the D coordinator. Uh, Chargers. Brandon Staley gets canned. I think they're also going to want to go offensive. And uh, Ben Johnson, he is going to get hired this cycle. And I thought the Chargers and Justin Herbert was a perfect spot for him to land. And then the last team, the Raiders, also the first team, um, Josh McDaniels. I think they're going to kind of want to make a big splash. But Ejiro Ivero, the Panthers D coordinator, was making huge waves in interviews last year for head coaching jobs. And it's like a matter of time before he's a head coach. And I think this cycle, he's probably going to get hired somewhere. So I had the Raiders. I haven't blown, blown away um, the Raiders, Mark Davis, in the interview process and landing that head coaching job. Bing, bang, boom. That's five coaches right there. So I, I do like a few of those. I, I will say the the Bears, I 100% see them going out for somebody with an offensive mindset. I mean, they have fields there. They have more. They have uh, Rashawn Johnson as a young running back. They have a lot of good pieces for the future. Um, Cole Komet's come, showed out so far this year. So having a good offensive coordinator or offensive mind at head coach is something I think they're going to definitely do. With the Raiders, uh, I think it really shake, depends on how it shakes out this year. If they make some noise there, and play as inspired as they played the other day. You could see Pierce maybe getting a contract there as as the, the actual head coach you know, instead of just interim because they played they played with it at a different level the other day. And if they can maintain that, uh, the team's going to want him to stay. Yeah, no, I do agree with that. Antonio Pierce could get that job. I would love that. I love Antonio Pierce, so I'm all for that. I just don't really see it happening. I don't think the Raiders are going to play quite as well as they did against the giants this week and we'll get into that game but uh but yeah it could definitely happen for sure it could i will say uh falcons even though you have them not firing art smith uh, i could see them potentially keeping them around for another year um just because there have been the rumblings of if they were to replace art smith could Deion Sanders be an option? Um, and if he had another year in Colorado and then his son was coming out as quarterback in next year's draft, not 2024, but 2025, and he came out and was the head coach for the Falcons, could he take his son 
or Atlanta. And you have the Sanders Big legacy. Brain. You hear that? Hey, you hear that guy? Fred is thinking two years ahead right now. That is insane. If that happens, I think I, I might ice myself or something. I don't know. <laughs> That'd be impressive. That'd be so impressive. <laughs> I mean, just like the the city of Atlanta loves Dion. Like, I just think he makes sense there. Um, they need a new quarterback. It's not going to be Ritter, but you could see them potentially giving Ritter another another year. Um, they, for some reason, like him. Uh, Harbaugh gets to have some time under uh, with Sam Howell, or does, does he go with J.J. McCarthy? Who knows? Mm. Uh, there's, there's a lot to be uh, looked at and a lot to be uh, – there's a lot of QBs, a lot of open coaching options, and – it should be exciting. It should be exciting. We got a long way until any of that actually happens, though. Yeah. So let's get into what's going on this week. Let's get into the games that happened. Thursday night in Pittsburgh, the Titans came to town. You know, we weren't sure what was going to happen. Will Levis's second start. Tannehill's still out. We're not even sure. Will Levis probably won this job by now. We'll see. But let's listen, the Titans, they're clearly better with Will Levis from my eyes. But the Steelers, they won it with a good defense and some decent game management from Kenny Pickett. What do you, you think? Know, I, I really think this uh this was these were two similar teams. I mean, both defenses are very good defenses, and both defenses showed up. And then it was two QBs with a question mark, one being a rookie, another being a second year QB that hasn't really shown too much so far this year. Um he hasn't really shown the growth that you want him to see. And I think both QBs actually did pretty solid considering they were going against two really good defenses um not neither lit up the statue but both did enough to remain in the game and Pickett did just a little bit more and got his team to win i do see uh since deontay johnson came back george pickens has kind of been a little bit of an afterthought and really is touchdown dependent so that'll be interesting to see if he can work both of them uh like the really good teams are able to do is support two quality receivers yeah the Titans O-line got a little banged up in this one too, which makes me a little nervous if Will Levis does end up winning that job. But I really just want to see Will Levis. I think he's much more fun than than uh, an aging Tannehill. Um, no, I agree. And, uh, and I Titans think that well if, they're, I think if their offensive line is banged up, I think Will Levis kind of offers a little bit more of an upside too because he can take off and run if the pocket collapses. Tannehill can't do that. Um, Tannehill, especially coming off the injury, Tannehill is going to – He's a little bit of a statue there now, and uh, Lavis can take off, though. So he gives you a little bit of a, a safety net. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. Um, one little thing from this game, Mike Tomlin is now 13-1 and versus rookie quarterbacks. So, listen, if a rookie quarterback plays against the Steelers, don't don't pick that team. Mike Tomlin has their number. He knows how to play against them. <laughs> Do you know who the, uh, who the one loss was? Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't look that up. I should have looked that up. It's probably some, like, random rookies like, isn't even in the league anymore. It's probably like but, uh, Blaine Gabbert. Hey, he's in the league. He's <laughs> on the Chiefs. Speaking of the Chiefs, let's move to Frankfurt, Germany. 9-30 game. I don't watch these. It's too early. But this was a decent game. The Chiefs versus the Dolphins. Technically a Chiefs home game, but it was in Frankfurt, Germany. The The Dolphins just can't beat good teams, it, it seems like, uh, which is not great for them. The Chiefs won it 21-14. to Good defensive play from them. Good defensive play. What do you think, man? Yeah, uh, just what you said. The Dolphins can't beat good teams. Uh, the Chiefs won this. Um, it, they made it close. I mean, the Dolphins started to come back in there. It looked like it was going to be an absolute blowout, but uh, the Chiefs 
managed to get the win. Um, the defense is what's really carrying the Chiefs. Their offense isn't what we're used to with them. Holmes isn't what we're used to with him. And uh, it's really the Chiefs defense that I think is their saving grace and is often overlooked, but uh, they're a quietly dominant defense. Yeah. Speaking of their defense, did you happen to see the the strip sack play from the Chiefs? Because it was dirty. Um, I did Tyree see it. Tyreek no. Hill. He, yeah, Tyreek, you know, look it up after this. Tyreek Hill got strip sacked. Or I'm sorry. I don't know why I said sack. Tyreek <laughs> Hill got stripped of the ball. And uh, the player that stripped the ball from him was getting tackled and like lateraled the ball to another Chiefs player who ran it 59 yards, like super fast too, down the field for a touchdown. And it was, it was like, it was a fun, crazy play. I like, it was basically a tale of what happened that day. <laughs> yeah. I'll have, um, to, I'll have to check it out. I think that happened pretty early in the game. Uh, I think I tuned in just a little bit too late. Mm, yeah. Could have happened. Um, one other thing from this game, Travis Kelsey, he only had 14 yards in this game. But that 14th yard was enough to pass Tony Gonzalez for all-time Chiefs receiver. That's so pretty great because uh, Tony Gonzalez is one of the best tight ends to ever play. So yeah, Kelsey literally has one more yard than him on, in the Chiefs history <laughs> with that 14-yard game, which is kind of funny. But I'm gonna push if you're ready, man. I'm ready. Let's go to Atlanta then. The Vikings came to town, and this was a pretty fun game. The Vikings ended up winning 31 to 28 and after like craziness happened because Jaron Hall, like he wasn't doing bad, but he got a concussion. And then Josh Dobbs came in with like zero time, even practicing with this team. And listen, Josh Dobbs is a star this year. Uh, he, he just moved the ball down the field with his arm and his legs and he beat the Falcons. And it was, it was crazy. What, like, what do you think about this, man? Yeah, that was wild. And, uh, uh, Look, I'm a bash art smith again, but that man does not deserve a job. Free Bijan. Um, the fact, like, you have the lead, use your best player. It's Bijan Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's trying to play through Ritter. He's trying to play with Algier. Algier is a, a bruiser. He's not going to be the guy that is a table setter like Bijan. So, uh, I mean, it can, week after week, we see the Falcons lose games and not get beat. They're losing games that they are are winning, and uh, I think it comes down to the coaching for that. But Josh Dobbs, man, that dude's fun. Uh, it's his third team this year, but I think he can lead the Vikings to the playoffs. He is an exciting player, and uh, it was funny. He was he was taking snaps with like the center on the sideline, trying to get the cadence down, and just you see the entire the entire offense just surrounding them, kind of getting his cadence down because he didn't have one practice snap with his team before coming in. Um, and it was funny. He, uh, he said after he's ran in for a rushing touchdown, he said, let's fucking go. And the captions were, uh, <laughs> someone needs to tell Dobbs that this is a frick town. <laughs> yeah. It was a let's little freaking go, of, man. Uh, Minnesota. <laughs> it was a little reminiscent of, uh, when Baker Mayfield came in for the Rams last yeah. year with, without being there for very long and doing well. So I don't know. Josh hopefully Dobbs has, has going at least a backup gig. Yeah, hopefully you can keep it going. Baker didn't keep it going with the Rams, so hopefully it's uh, there's some True. consistency there. True, good points. And with the Falcons, like they were without Drake London, so to bang your point home, like use Bijan Robinson. You didn't even yeah. have your star receiver. What are you doing? Um, yeah. Heineke did like move the ball better than Ritter, but like this is a running team. Like run the ball. Look at last um, year. Their offense was was good last year, and they ran it down people's throats. Like do the same thing. Why are you getting away from it? Yeah. 
in injury news for this game, um, KJ Osborne got a concussion, so he might miss the next game. And Cam Akers, tough career, tough career. He tore his Achilles for the second time in, in the last, what, three years? Like, I think his career might be in jeopardy after this one. It's unfortunate yeah. for him. Let's move, though, to Baltimore. The Ravens and the Seahawks, you know, the Seahawks came into town, and I thought this could be a good game you now, two possible playoff teams, but the Ravens are taking these playoff teams and they're mushing them. I'd like <laughs> they're just dismantling playoff yeah. teams and it's getting, it's getting impressive. They won 37 to three. Tell me about them, man. Yeah. I, uh, I had my doubts about the Ravens, but they're a top three team in the league. They're dominating teams. They're dominating teams that people thought were good. The Seahawks are, are a good team and they're making them look, absolutely terrible like they couldn't do anything this week whether it was on offense on defense they could not stop them and the ravens have no passing attack so if they get a passing attack going watch out because they're i mean it doesn't matter who's it in the in the backfield they're able to run run it run it down people's throats and uh i don't know they're they're a dangerous team um i think they are beatable but they're dangerous yeah i agree for sure and like you said it doesn't matter who is in that running game it's so weird they had keaton mitchell an undrafted free agent going off in this one. And then former undrafted free agent, yeah. And former undrafted free agent Gus Edwards has been doing well for them too. Like, I don't know who, who is the running back coach because he's doing a fantastic job year in and year out with like random guys and injuries yeah. galore. You know, I just got to think like if JK Dobbins didn't get hurt, what would the offense be? But, um, Oh my God. Yeah. Cause he's, he was, a, he's a great talent. He just can't stay healthy, but whoever they're all, I don't know who there are their running back coaches either, but he needs he needs an offensive coordinator gig or uh, maybe even a head coaching job because he knows how to do something right. Yeah, something. Send him over the Falcons. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the Seahawks, um, yeah, they struggled like everywhere, and this was a perfect game for them to get like a game ahead of the 49ers, and they completely failed in that aspect to do that. So we'll see what they can do next week, but let's push to Cleveland. Yeah, this was a gross game. The, the Browns took the Cardinals out 27 to nothing. They they skunked them. Um, they did – Jedrick Wills, their their left tackle, unfortunately, went down in this one, so hopefully that doesn't affect the Browns too much. But their defense is just phenomenal. They, they're they crazy. And this was a Dobbs-less, a Dobbs-less Cardinals team. So, I mean, I guess you know, they didn't have much going for them anyway, but the Browns' defense just looks nasty. Yeah, the um Clayton Tune, he he just was not ready for the NFL yet. <laughs> um, especially Definitely a defense, defense like the Browns. Uh really rough for his first outing. And uh the Browns are good. Um and Watson has been not great when he's there, but he's been capable and um certainly good enough to give them a, a semblance of an offensive game outside of just the running backs. And the defense is just disgustingly good, though. They're filthy. Uh, and they'll be able to yeah, go they really took... as far as their defense can take them, and it should be pretty far. Yeah, we'll see. They took Clayton Toon down seven times. Deshaun Watson actually had like a pretty solid second half to this game. He found Amari Cooper quite a few times. Uh, if he can keep that up, this could be a playoff caliber team. But, I mean, that's a huge question mark after what we've seen from Deshaun Watson in Cleveland so far. Um, but, yeah, let's move to Lambeau Field, the Packers and the Rams uh no Matt Stafford in this one and that proved very problematic for this Rams team they don't have a backup quarterback they do not um no. Brett 
uh whatchamacallit what's his name I, I don't even remember his name but he did bad Ripian. um he did bad uh Rippin, yeah yeah brett Rippin. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, he was not bad. good. Um, and honestly, I think I need to do a little bit more research going into there because I uh, was not prepared for Stafford to not play. Um, and I picked the the mm-hmm. Rams in that game. But if I had known that Staff was not going to play, I don't think I would have done that. And um, I mean, we've seen Brett Rippin before with the Broncos, and he's been a kind of a journeyman in the league, and he's never been very good. So um, mm-hmm. even with the offensive talent that is there at receiver, he he couldn't find he couldn't get the ball to anybody. Um, the Packers aren't even very good and he couldn't do anything. So um, I don't think it was so much about the Packers looking good and being the better team. Uh, they just were good enough to get the win over a worse team. Yeah. The, the Rams without Matt Stafford are like a dead stick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully Stafford can come back for them very soon because they're starting to not do too hot and they're trying to make the playoffs this year. They need Matt Stafford. Um, but yeah, I'm ready to move from that to a much more fun game. Probably this was actually the game of the week. The Buccaneers went to Houston and this was like a lights out crazy game down to the final minute. The Texans did end up winning it 39 to 37. I picked the Bucks, but the Texans were so impressive, man. Like, what you picked the Texans? What do you yeah. what do you what do you think? It was crazy. Yeah, this was a this was a crazy crazy game. And C.J. Stroud, I said it over and over again. He is that guy. Um, C.J. Stroud looked absolutely dominant dominant this game, and he threw five touchdowns, four hundred seventy plus yards. Came back with forty seconds left in the game and got the W. Dude, C.J. Stroud is the fucking man. He is here. And he it might already be an elite QB in his first year. Um, he's really good. He, I think three yeah, of his no. receivers had over 100 yards. Uh, he was really spreading the ball around. Uh, one thing to note in this game is that one of the backup running backs for the Texans kicked a field goal. They were out without their field goal kickers. They went for two on a lot of downs. And um, they brought in like their third string running back. And he came in and, and nailed a field goal. Yeah, Ogan Bowale. Yeah, it was a fourth quarter field goal and they literally needed to hit it too to win this game. So (laughs) very impressive that he hit that shit. Yeah, there's there's some actual kickers that can't hit it. So (laughs) that's very impressive. Yeah, the Texans look pretty dang good in this game. And I just I really hope that the Texans can get CJ Stroud like a legit number one receiver because that would be very dangerous. Um, for yeah, the Buccaneers, it'll be interesting Baker to see Mayfield. if like Tank Dell can evolve into that because he Tank Dell is a rookie, so he True. does have a lot of growing room. I don't think Nico Collins is that. I want to hope that Mechie could be that, but Mechie is just he's not even in the offense really right now. Uh, I know it's his first year being, he might healthy, need another but, year. Um, it'll be interesting. I mean, he was a huge talent coming out of college, but man, if they could get somebody like a Devontae Adams or something, like watch Ooh, out watch out yeah oh my god what if they could somehow land um uh marvin johnson Mar- is that the right name marvin johnson jr dude yeah marvin johnson jr that'd be that'd be terrifying and they do have an extra first round pick this year from that uh from the browns trade that'd be crazy but i gotta hit the bucks real quick baker mayfield looked pretty good and they finally got rashad white going a little bit the running back but yeah they just weren't good enough they couldn't they couldn't take it. CJ Stroud was too good. He was too good. CJ Stroud now has the record, by the way, for most rookie passing yards in a game. Woo! 
he's good. He's good. They're a quiet playoff contender. He's set up for passing touchdowns too, right? Um, I don't remember. He might have. He might have. I just know it he's seems, on pace. He for like, should have at least tied it, right? He's on pace for like forty-eight and two or something. Like in terms, forty-eight <laughs> touchdowns, like two interceptions on the season. Like he's he looks absolutely this, unreal. And looking back, this at is that without Browns a running trade, game too. Yeah, and um. Looking back at that Browns trade, they they definitely went out on that trade. I mean, they didn't you know they didn't acquire CJ Stroud with it, but they did get Will Anderson uh, as a piece in that from that trade. Um, they did get their starting offensive guard there. Uh, so and, and Houston or Cleveland really getting some uninspiring play there from Deshaun Watson, who doesn't even seem to want yeah. to play. Yeah, I feel like the Texans uh, won that trade at this point. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, fun game though. Damian Pierce missed the game, so like, yeah. Crazy. Just crazy. They're, the Texans are impressive. And they should be even more impressive once they get a, a few more pieces next year. But enough about that game. Let's move to New England, a much less fun game. The Commanders came in there, and uh, yeah, it was just a tale of, uh, you know, who could be slightly better, I guess. The Commanders ended up winning it 20-17. to 17. Uh, Neither team, I mean, both teams had quite a few injured receivers in this one with Curtis Samuel, Parker, Bourne went on IR. Um, This was the first game for the commanders post uh, the young and sweat trades. Uh, What, what, like, what, what's to say about this game? Really? Sam Howell is better than Mac Jones, I guess. Right. Yeah. There's not too much (laughs) to say. And I think I just did. Sam Howell is better than Mac Jones. Mac Jones stinks. Uh, Sam Howell has, uh, at least some positives in his game. Uh, he does show up against bigger opponents um, like the Eagles, both games this year so far. And um, Patriots should have sold off. They should have sold the farm uh, and gotten a lot of assets to build upon, but they, whatever reason, whatever reason stood pat. And I think both coaches um, are on the hot seat and we could see some changes there at the end of the season. Yeah, That's pretty much a couple it. of old coaches. Yeah. I think both of those old coaches are goners. Uh, Stevenson had a nice run. There's something good for the Pats, I guess. Yeah, let's just push, though. Let's go to New Orleans. The Bears came into town, and, uh, you know, it was an okay game. They put up a fight, but the Saints did end up taking it 24-17. to I think the Saints should have won by more than that, but I don't know. Derek Carr led the Saints past the, this team. Um, on the, the the Bears are, like, on their way towards a couple top picks. Um, I don't know. I hope Fields gets back healthy. I, I'd rather see him at this point than uh, – than Bajan. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, Bajan, he doesn't look terrible. He looks like a competent backup QB, at least. Um, he's certainly better than a couple of other backups that we've seen here. And uh, True. He, he didn't look that bad. He threw a decent, he throws a decent deep ball. Uh, he's not going to be the, the guy that sets the world on fire, but this was a pretty decent defense there with the Saints that he was going up against. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And he looked pretty solid. His connection with Cole Komet is on point. Cole Komet is looking like a stud this year. And uh, the Saints were just a better team. They should have dominated the game, but uh, I think that probably comes down to their coaching more more so than anything. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I do love that they still use Taysom Hill all the time. All the time. Taysom Hill, he, Taysom Hill in this game, he led the team in rushing. He caught a touchdown for uh, uh, from Derek Carr, and he threw a touchdown as well. So he was just getting in there everywhere he could. It's so fun to watch that dude play. So he was like um, the first player in like 65 years or something like that to have uh, 10 rushing touchdowns, 10 passing touchdowns, and 10 receiving touchdowns. 
on their career. He's, he's yeah, he's not a Hall of Famer, but he's, he's he fun. might be the most fun utility player like that I've ever seen, to be honest. Um, and then the for the Bears, Montez Sweat looked pretty solid in his first game for them. He got paid, he got big money, uh, just under a hundred mil. Ooh. So good for him, I guess. Ooh. Let's move to Carolina. The Colts came into town and uh yeah, the Colts beat a bad Panthers team 27 to 13. The Colts weren't like super impressive against their former head coach Frank Reich, but you know, they did enough to beat a struggling Bryce Young led Panthers team. Colts defense was good. Yeah, Colts defense was solid. Um the Colts offense is good under Minshew. Um it's not it's a different type of offense than they would have under Richardson, but it's still good. Uh, the Panthers, the Panthers stink. Um, they, for whatever reason, still think they're good, but they took, they clearly took the wrong QB and Bryce young. Um, they should have taken Stroud. And the question is like, where will they be if they had Stroud? Cause they'd have, he'd have a couple of veterans to throw to not all unproven players. And could, if they had taken Stroud, could the Panthers be a playoff team? Um, they very well could be And Bryce young on the season, uh, has thrown three, touchdowns to Thielen, two touchdowns to two other players, and then he's thrown two touchdowns to the Colts safety, who took back two pick sixes in this game. Kenny Moore. So uh, Kenny Moore is his second best receiver. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Panthers stink. Bryce Young stinks. I'm going. I'm going to say it again and again and again. Bryce Young sucks. Yeah. They need to figure something out in the offseason. Uh, to try to try to fix him because this is a tough first year. They should just go to Andy Dalton for the love of God. Let him learn behind Andy Dalton. Yeah. Come I mean, on. Unless they, yeah, they don't have a first round pick. So it's not like they're, they're tanking for that pick. They traded that pick for young. So um, yeah, it, it, just play Dalton, try to compete and let, let young learn, let him learn from Dalton on what he should and shouldn't do. Yeah. Let's move. Let's go to Vegas. Um, this is probably one of the worst Giants games I have ever seen in my life. This was a really bad game. Uh, you know, we didn't have Darren Waller. We traded away Leo, uh, uh, Leonard Williams. Daniel Jones tore his ACL on this one, so that was fun. Um, Terod Taylor got put on IR, so we don't have our backup quarterback either, so that's great. Danny DeVito <laughs> <laughs> back there. Um Listen, the Giants are just difficult to watch at this point. Their season is officially over, if you ask anybody. Uh, the Raiders looked good, I guess. I don't think they're good. They, they continue their weird trend of – they continue the NFL's weird trend, rather, of like an interim head coach winning their first game after the head coach gets fired. So that's kind of funny. Uh, Jimmy G was benched uh, before the game for Aiden O'Connell, who looked okay. And better than yeah, Jimmy Max G. Crosby still be. What'd you say? Yeah, I said he looked better than Jimmy G, at least. Um, O'Connell can at least throw the ball further than a check down. But uh, yeah, the, the only takeaway from this game, I know it's your team, but the Giants stink. Um, oh, yeah. Will they draft a QB in the in the offseason? There's a lot of them for them to take, a lot of them for, a lot of them for them to look at. So um, I think they should. I don't think it's Daniel Jones. It's going to take them to the promised land. Uh, my question is, could they potentially lose Sa- Saquon? I know you said that he has been adamant that he wants to stay there. He wants to play there, but he was franchise tagged. They stink this year. They'll probably stink next year if they go with a rookie QB, uh, unless they get a CJ Stroud type resurgence there. But, um, could he go somewhere else? And speaking of CJ Stroud, could he go to the tech? That'd be could. fun. Oh, Saquon go to the Texans. That would be they interesting. Did you have Damian Pierce? 
Yeah, but Pierce hasn't done anything this year. Yeah, he's not Saquon, that's for sure. No, uh, that'd be interesting. They have, that they have a lot of money to spend, so they still have a lot of cap room. They're a young, rising team. If they got a talent like Saquon back there to add to what's already a good offense with with TJ Stroud, that could be pretty fun. Yeah, I, I think you're correct. I think the smart move would to be to move from Saquon at this point. You know, he's not going to get younger. He's injury prone. Uh, he is the face of this team. But listen, they're they're probably going to hit the rebuild after this year, and uh, Saquon just doesn't fit into a rebuilding team. No. So. Maybe maybe he could be like a franchise and trade type kind of candidate, or maybe they'll just let him walk. I don't know. But he was already yeah, franchised think, this year, wasn't he? Mm, yes, yes, he was. He franchised, uh, two years, but he did end row. up. You can franchise them two years in a row. It would be more expensive, but the running back franchise tag is already pretty cheap, so I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past that happening. But uh, but yeah, what you said earlier, I totally agree with. I think the Giants will draft a quarterback in this one, and I think they're going to have one of the top picks at this point because they is look really be, bad the past. Could be Caleb years. Williams if they get a high enough pick, and even if they could just get into trading range. Because if like the Cardinals have the first overrun pick, I could see the Giants trading up for the first pick and, and drafting Caleb Williams. I I think at this point most likely it's going to be Caleb Williams. I think I would I would probably bet money that Caleb Williams is going to be a giant unless they somehow end up winning games at this. I think Caleb Williams is a giant. Mark it down. I saw that uh, recently Caleb Williams is kind of sliding out of the number one slot in, uh, in some mock drafts because really? of the recent play against top tier teams. Uh, the offense mm. has just been almost non-existent. He's done multiple picks against good teams. So um leaves a lot of question marks, but he is just such a, a big raw talent that you got to imagine he's still going to be the top pick, um, at least like the second pick. Yeah, you could see somebody like Drake May taking it possibly, but I mean, he hasn't been super impressive either. So I don't know, like Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr., uh, the Michigan quarterback, J.J. McCarthy. Or there's, there's some guys or not or a non-QB, Marvin Harrison, baby. Oh, we oh, yeah. said Marvin Number Johnson. One pick. It's Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison. What's that? Yeah, Marvin Marvin Harrison Jr., baby. Uh, former Syracuse wide receiver Marvin Harrison. Former Colts wide receiver Marvin Harrison. It's his son. Yeah, but let's move from this game. It was gross, and we hate yeah. it. So let's yeah. go to from my favorite team to your favorite team, the Eagles. This was a good game, actually. The Cowboys came to town. The Eagles did. The Eagles won it, but uh, they did lose a player as well. Uh, what can you tell me about this, man? Lost a couple players this game. Uh, Jalen Carter went down, uh, but the big big one is Dallas. Sorry. Dallas Goddard went down. Uh, Dallas Goddard went down on what I think was kind of a dirty play. Um, the guy didn't really pull him down in a natural motion. He kind of arm locked him and bent his arm back to bring him down. Um uh, so I think that he maybe intentionally, uh, it was unintentional, but he, who knows, but uh, he hyperextended what looked, appeared to be a hyperextension of his elbow there. Uh, so we'll see how long he actually has to be out. I don't know. It Definitely, saw, though, the bye week came at a right time for Philly because they, they need mm-hmm. to shore, shore up a lot in their secondary. Uh, you guys got to get healthy. Hurts has to get healthy. Uh, a lot has to happen there, but... Um, there were a lot of penalties in this game on both sides of the ball. Uh, the refs really didn't let a lot play out, uh, and it really killed a lot of drives on both sides. The both sides, uh, both teams had a lot of drives killed because of untimely penalties that really should have been let play through. Um, it was truly a game of inches, though, where um, Prescott missed a, a two point conversion by a couple inches when stepping out. Uh, there was a touchdown called back uh, to Shoemaker, uh, where his foot was down like literally half an inch before the, before the end zone. Um, yeah, but it was a very good game. 
Dak played very well. Hertz played very well. Unfortunately, uh, it was it was fun. It was a good game. Happy we got the W. Yeah, going going back to Dallas Goddard real quick. I did see um, a post saying that he fractured his arm and that he's going to be out for at least a month. So that is unfortunate for the Eagles, but I don't think it's uh world ending as you'll get them back before the playoffs. So I think it'll be fine. Yeah. I don't think it's world ending. Uh, it just takes away another receiving threat. Um, I know that they were pretty high on the tight end that they got from, from the Broncos in a trade uh, that really athletic guy that, that wasn't really used in the Broncos. I forget his name. I'm not sure. But yeah, I mean, I'm Jack yeah. Stoll. Um, he's not, he's not going to be the, the world beater that, that, Goddard can be, but I mean, they still have a good receivers there. Um, I mean, Julio Jones, is a big body, you might be able to see him used in kind of a similar set, but Julio Jones at tight end, not necessarily tight end, but uh, just use him more so in the red zone play. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree with that. That'd be interesting to see Julio Jones just start just to talk tight about end. him. <laughs> but, <laughs> but his uh, position he's never played before. Yeah. Um, I'm going to move though. If you're cool with it, I was yeah. just going to let you talk about that. All right, let's go to Sunday night football in Cincinnati. This was our game of the week. It wasn't that fun of a game, though, to be honest. It was <laughs> it was good. It was a good game. But the Bengals kind of dominated it, to be real. They they won 24 to 18, so it doesn't look like they did. But watching the game, it, they, they kind of dominated the Bills yeah. in this one. Uh, Joe Burrow just looked ridiculous. He looked better than Josh Allen and the Bills. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, this game wasn't. Wasn't as fun as we thought it would be. Um, I really hoped this would be like the Texans game, but uh, the yeah. Bills, the Bills might miss the playoffs. They just don't look very good right now. Um, their offense, which is the supposed to be one of the best offenses in the league, has been pretty uninspiring. They're not using using Cook very much, and he's a pretty good talent there at running back. Um, they're not really using any receiver outside of Diggs um, and Kincaid. Kincaid's been a, a bright spot for them, but. Uh, Gabe Davis yeah. was held without without a catch, so um, on very little targets. So uh, there's no number two option. There's just I don't know that they're a little bit uninspiring there on offense and defense. The defense is still usually performing pretty well, um, and I think anytime you can really hold a hot Bengals offense to 24 points, you're doing decently well. Um, yeah, but they just got a lot of work to do to to be the contenders that they thought they would be and a lot of people thought they would be yeah no i agree for sure uh the bengals are now on a four game win streak they look really good they look like a playoff they look like a super bowl team to yeah. be real right now they look really good um did you see the stefan diggs two-point play i didn't because it annoyed the shit out of me no i he, uh, i uh, was kind of tuning in and out of the game i was watching it on my phone while we watched we watched big mouth so um <laughs> nice i was uh I missed that play. Yeah, I mean, he didn't convert it. He just, uh, there was a security guard on the sideline and, and Diggs like fell into him and knocked him over. And then Stefan Diggs like looked at him like, dude, what are you doing, man? You're in the way. <laughs> like, like he's a security guard, Stefan. He's doing his job. What are you doing? Not catching the ball and running into him. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> and then uh, blaming him for your, for not catching it. Oh, Stefan Diggs annoys the shit out of me. He's such a diva. He is a diva. I will never forget his his Vikings uh, uh the Minnesota Miracle play though. That was that stays that, in my that head. Was that pretty, was pretty epic. When they beat the, the one of the Saints, coolest plays, right? Or was it the Rams? Yeah. Saints. Yeah, touchdown from Case Keenum to win the game. Oh, it was so good. I think that was an Eli Apple fuck up. 
which is kind of funny. I hate Eli Apple so much. Of course it was. Eli Apple's uh, not very good. <laughs> Trash player. Let's move to the last game of the week, Monday Night Football in MetLife Stadium. The Chargers came to town to play the Jets, and it went how we pretty much thought it would. Chargers took it 27-6. to six. Um, Yeah, the Chargers kept the Jets out of the end zone in a, a stinky win. It wasn't <laughs> It wasn't very good. Uh, yeah, both of them. had two touchdowns. Go ahead. Yeah. Keep going with the recap. Eckler had two touchdowns, and uh, there was a punt return touchdown. Bosa and Mack took Wilson down quite a few times. Uh, yeah, the Chargers were just better. Yeah, I agree. Um, the Chargers were the better team here. Both offenses really kind of underperformed. Uh, the Jets, you kind of knew they would, but uh, the Jets' defense still really held the Chargers at bay. A lot of what the Chargers did was on defense and special teams. So, um, But the Jets, without a good QB, there's only so much they can do. And unless they hold a team to under 12 points, they're not really going to win too many games because uh, Wilson, um, he's just not very good. And what frustrated me, uh, mostly because I own him in three leagues, but uh, Garrett Wilson was not targeted like in the fourth quarter. Um, they were trying to, they were trying to, to make, make a run and score some points. And Garrett Wilson was not looked at uh, really much at all in the fourth quarter. Uh, which is, if you're gonna try to score, you got to go to your best player. Uh, it, it, it's really it's the proven over and over again. That's what you do. Eagles do it with AJ Brown. Uh, Bengals do it with 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 Chase Bills with with Diggs. So I mean, you got to do it. Panthers with Thielen. Ah, Thielen. <laughs> he is in that conversation this year. Yeah. Um, I think this game uh, is kind of like a tale of just a couple of coaching staffs that really are disappointing their their uh fans the fan bases to be honest the chargers and like justin herbert is better than what they put out in this game i know they Mm -hmm. got the win and it looks like they destroyed them but herbert hasn't looked good and this coaching staff i think is part of the reason i don't like brandon staley and i think they need to replace him and i I don't even know if they're going to be a playoff team at this point which they they're capable of being so it's really unfortunate to see but yeah, on the Jets side, I like the Jets brass just did this team a disservice by not adding anyone to compete with Zach Wilson or to back up Aaron Rodgers in that capacity. Many other quarterbacks, I think, could have made this at least a close game, if not even won this game. And I'm not even talking about like name brand court. Like I think Gardner Minshew could have won this game. Yeah. Like the Chargers weren't impressive, um, but the Jets did not bring anyone in to compete with Zach Wilson. They're just throwing him out there and saying, well, hope it works. It's, it's sad and it's annoying. And it makes me think that the jets need to like get a different general manager or something at this point. Cause it's annoying me. I don't know. Yeah. It's very frustrating. They have a lot of pieces and to not have someone else there besides Wilson is crazy. Um, like you said, it didn't have to be, they went out and got Kirk cousins. They could have brought in a Minshew. They could have brought in uh Jacoby Brissett. They could have brought in somebody, um, Teddy Bridgewater, like he, he was there. Heineke, uh, anybody, really, anybody besides Wilson. Um, at the very least, you're putting a fire under him, having him potentially play better. I don't think he would, but mm-hmm. it at least kind of gives him motivation knowing that his job still isn't secure. Yeah, I think every position on this team is playoff caliber except for the quarterback. So yeah. it's so annoying. Yeah. It's so annoying. But that's that's what we got for this week. Uh, by teams, Broncos, Lions, Jags, and 49ers. Uh, I don't got anything for the bye week teams this week. I don't know if you do. We can hit something if you want. No, I don't have anything. Um, 
other than teams that had injuries are getting healthy. Uh, there's not really too much to talk about there for that, but um, yeah, I think we're, I think that's a wrap. That's a wrap baby. So, Hey man, if you liked what you, what you heard and what you saw, like comment, subscribe. If you didn't like what you saw, at least comment. Fuck you. Um, Fred though, where can people find us? <laughs> yeah. Make sure, like Dre said, uh, make sure you subscribe to the flea flicker show on YouTube, listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, follow us on all social media at flea flicker show. And Thank you, Flea Flicker Nation, for tuning in. Until next time. Until next time, thank you. Peace out. Flea Flickers and Flea Bags, baby. Um.